Welcome to the Green Up to Cool Down podcast brought to you by the Global Evergreening Alliance on a mission to evergreen the earth. We sit down with ordinary people who've achieved extraordinary things and bring you heartfelt, passionate and inspiring stories of change makers and action takers. In this episode, we bring you Martha Isabel Ruiz Gorza, but she's known to the world simply as Patty. She's the co-founder and director of Grupo Ecologico Sierra Gorda and an extraordinary example of what can be achieved when one person decides they'll defend nature and their home tirelessly and with a steely focus. In her own words, these are her stories. So, Patty, you're the co-founder of Grupo Ecologica Sierra Gorda, an NGO that spent more than 35 years forging an ecological culture in Sierra Gorda and in the process empowering hundreds of communities and thousands of individuals. You've designed a climate action model for the state of Querétaro that's inspired communities to take action on climate change by doing things like conserving biodiversity and embracing sustainability. But this incredible story started when you, as a very young music teacher, along with your family, decided to move from the city to the region of Sierra Gorda in the very heart of Mexico. It, it has been a very crazy story since we moved to Sierra Gorda. Yeah, now we have 40 years that we moved to Sierra Gorda. I was 30 when we got here from Querétaro City. My husband, Roberto, is from the region, from a big and old, well-rooted family in the region. So he always wanted to go back to his mountains. We met in Querétaro. I used to be very urban. Yeah, high heels make up on size seven. Yeah. And Roberto, too. I made him so show off. And he's very handsome. He, he was just... Mm. <laughs> and for the society, we were uh, little toys to be loved. We were very appreciated. I used to be a violinist in the chamber orchestra in the city of Querétaro for many years. It was my pleasure to play in the orchestra since I was very young. And it gave me so much joy and, and a way of my life, no? I had a cause. I always have been very... Full of energy. Full of energy. Yeah, full of energy. <laughs> and ready to laugh. I'm quiet. I don't know the word. And ready to laugh, always. <laughs> so we moved to Sierra Gorda, Sally, because I got enough to be a society lady. Oh, no one more social Saturday. No one more. I was up to here. Up to here. All my... The last good friends, they were very cultos. Very educated, very cultured. Yeah, yeah, very cultured people. I couldn't have a conversation that was just... It really makes me... I got enough of that. And and Mario, my son, had asthma. And one day the doctor came and told me, Patty, this boy may not swim, don't run, take him off of karate. And I say, Antonio, I promise you, I'm going to do exactly the 
opposite. And that day, I took the decision to leave the medicines, everything, cortisone and antibiotics in Queretaro, and forget, and forget about doctors and medicine. Yeah, and go back to Mother Nature. Yeah, two months later, we moved to Sierra Gorda. We had, prepared, we had been preparing our moving with a small cabin, Roberto so loving, fixing everything, and it was a decision as a team. We are a very close family, you know, we have planned everything and share our values deeply. And that's why we moved to Sierra Gorda. We got enough to be modern people. We refused to be modern people. We had to, to enjoy life with simply things, no? Then we moved to, to this place, this beautiful place, my old forest, uh, with no light, no road, took the children out of the school, no medicines, just with the faith that you have given jump. And from now on, you are in the hands of Mother Nature. And it worked. And it worked, Sally, because Mario never had asthma again. Wow. Uh-huh. And I used to run every month to the hospital. It was a decision that helped me to give it the big jump that my spiritual seek, seeker. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because that's the other side of the coin. Roberto and me had been looking for spiritual answers, something that would really, really think you are advancing and taking mm -hmm. control, you know. It really matters to us. And for me, it has been the main thing in my heart since always. Then uh, when we took the decision to finish with, with our modern life, we had to burn our ships, our bridges. Was that hard? What was the hardest part about moving? Maybe, maybe to take the decision, yeah, because it was burning my bridges. I'm not going back, not to medicines, not to hospitals, not to schools. I'm out of the system. I'm gonna to learn to live with little. I'm not gonna save and keep, I'm gonna share. Yeah, I'm gonna, crazy things, crazy things that you had to, to do to let the blessings blow. Because when you are really to everything, you don't flow then you know what things you have to let it flow. And I did it and we came to, to this simply life. And God, Sally, you may not wonder how happy were we. With no light for years, with no internet, with nothing. The books, the violin, the singing, the accordion, the readings of the daddy, they grew up so happy with the courses and the cheeses and the school. I was a very mama, you know, because, yeah, they are handmade. Yeah, that's why they are such a good citizens and good men. Where are they? Where are they now? And, you, and so, your handsome husband? Three of them are in Halpan, Beto, two Betos in Halpan office. And Mario, it's uh, in Tonatico, 
the other ranch that we own, that it's his house with his family, with her wife, with his wife, and my two precious grandsons. And Mario, are you familiar with a, with a book of a man called John Seymour? The Sufficient Life, ¿cómo se llama? La Vida Autosuficiente, La Vida en el Campo. The Life on the Country of John Seymour. And it was our Bible. Mario is the one who has exercised every self-sufficient and, and handmade and he's a herrero, an iron. He makes his knives and... He's, oh, a blacksmith. A blacksmith. He's like he's like from the past. He trained <laughs> horses. He developed. He's a great a, a horses educator. Yeah, and they like a horses therapist. Very, very a horse whisperer. Aha, aha, aha. It's in, an incredible understanding that they he has with the with the horses. No, and. In the part of his life, he thought maybe he was invited, invited to go to Portugal to train horses of high uh, equestry. I don't know, it's Alta Escuela. Uh -huh. Because he's really gifted for that, but the local life pulled him to, to his ranch. And he's a regenerative practitioner, very experienced. He's our... He's our teacher in the program, Mario. He is the one in charge of soils. Yeah. The savory methodology and the agroecologic practices. And he's a practitioner. He cultivates vegetables and he sells them. And he, he does all these agricultural duties. He's so diligent and good worker. And now he has a glamping that is his he's just opening. And since COVID, he has been a loving teacher for decades. He knows how to do it. He was grown in home, in the kitchen, in the table of the kitchen, doing the duties. No. So Mario is there. And Roberto, he's my technical assistant. When Roberto was at the school, he was so so gifted for his memory. It's incredible. Roberto, when he was very, he had he was five, and he used to tell me, "Mama, I finished with that dictionary. Could you buy me another one if if I and see if I may find new words?" So. I had to take him out of the educational system. If not, he would be full of ink. And now, he's such a good naturalist. He may describe you in detail every place in Sierra Gorda, biological description. He became a naturalist. All his vocation of learning, he has been so self-learning so self-educated. That's what I taught them. Then Roberto, and he writes just like a sharp, and he's my right hand, 
to say, no, you may not do it. You don't have the permission. He just loved to do that <laughs> because he does it so well. It's a great technician. Yeah. A great support for me. And the daddy, and the daddy supports me with some uh, financing. He used to be an auditor. Then he has that understanding. He ran from that duty because he loved more to be a ranger, to be a firefighter. Yeah. <laughs> and he is 75. And during a fight, a fire, the people said, you had to see Don Beto jumping from one risk to the other. He's incredible. And he has such a good memory. He, he knows every plot, the boundaries, the fences of everyone. All those forests, when someone died and don't know where the boundaries of, they come with Don Beto and ask him, and ask him if he may help them. He's incredible. He has a, a Sistema G's system in his head. And then the four of us are completely at the service of the goddess. We are such a mind together. No. Very, very tight knit family. It's amazing to start so strongly together and to still be strong together. Trying to understand the link between you all moving to Sierra Gorda and then that forest that you loved becoming a, a biosphere. Is it the only biosphere in Mexico? No, there are like 52 biosphere reserves, but we are the only one that was promoted by the civil society that came from bottom up. That's why we are going to have the 25th anniversary that we got the federal decree and 35 years that we began with the NGO this year. That's why we are on a jubilee all year long. Yeah. It's an amazing achievement. But what? why did you decide to start the NGO? Because you were the, the co-founder of the group. Oh, Sally, because when I got here with so many blessings and so much beautiness, I found the answers that I was looking for. In the city, I was full of strength with not a way. I am always had been very passionate and very committed and good worker, trying to give that extra need that you have to, to share in the orphanage, and with the uh, old people and trying to get my students to those good feelings of be very active. But I didn't find my place. Yeah, I really try hard, yeah, to be part of that conservative society. I really fulfilled the rules. I was a star of that society, but I got enough of that society too. Then uh, when we moved to to Sierra Gorda, I was full of questions, very deep questions. You know? And as I told you, with a lot of spiritual ambition, 
we nod away, we nod answers that could move me. So living here and practicing every day, my my favorite things, meditate and the yoga and the, and the breathing and all the practices that I had the chance to exercise when we moved here, the four of us alone. I had a lot of time to think and I found the, my answers and when we decided to begin with Grupo Ecologico, I was ready to begin with the real cause, why. When I came here, I didn't know why life prepared me in my professional life. And now when I came here, nothing. I couldn't start a fire. I couldn't cook with fire. I didn't know how to grow a vegetable. I left high heels to work in these deep slopes and trails, very muddy, and even not too high, not to work. Very urban, poor lady. Ah, so it was a very, very fulfilling growing to become a woman and not a doll. Yeah. And I also said to Roberto, the doll is finished. Now you are going to meet the women. <laughs> it was scary for him. <laughs> He's like, oh, what's coming? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hard decisions. And then we move a year ahead of Roberto because he had a big office in Querétaro and he had to finish all his professional issues. But he came every weekend and he's such a loving and good man and very aristocratic. And, and we share this searching for spiritual answers. And to be here, to clarify what are the tools, where do you want to get? When we began Grupo Ecologico, I didn't expect to have such a perfect way to exercise the spiritual virtues that I believe. Yeah. But every beneficiary give me the opportunity to to be useful, to serve. That's what I want in life. And I want to give, give, and give. Yeah. And I believe that if you have a generous heart and a generous pocket and a generous mind, concentrated, very focused for enough time, you can make good things happen. Yeah. To be very concentrated. I love that. And to have lots of faith. You may not wonder, Sally, in what waves of faith do we have work? I have never had a budget. We just work with some money to begin with the year. And write proposals as crazy. And that's we that's why we we're begging for so many years with Laura that came to give me, to, to give us such a support in this begging. Yeah, because it's like begging, God, from Washington to New York or wherever, you were looking for the ways to make it happen. And that's why I used to go to Mexico City 
we drove, Laura and me have drawn, drove to Mexico City maybe 2,500 times from Sierra Gorda to, to Mexico City. Every Sunday for 10 years, we used to travel to Mexico City. It was our pleasure. Eight hours from Sierra to the hotel to be right there two or three days going to every ministry because we used to have, now we have a federal government that doesn't work. I don't have to go to Mexico because now everything is, it's a, it's a drama. But it was a time where we used to have issues in every ministry. Then we were two days in Querétaro, having many meetings with all the different functionaries because I used to be the federal director of the Biosphere Reserve for 14 years. Now I was the sheriff for 14 years and I have kept that, that strength. I didn't release it because I called to a meeting and I have a very good attendance and they, they agree with me and I'm very nice and patient and, and used to to have many meetings in, in Halpan in the offices from recycling, from forests, for fires, for tourism, for education. We do everything, everything. You may not want to have money. How much work? It's incredible because as nothing is working, almost anything is working now, you as a civil society are trying to fill those spaces. Even the normativity and the law enforcement. God, I, my life is like a billar, I don't know how to say, a pool, a pool game. And in the green table, and you have like eight balls and you... And you ah, like snooker. Yeah, believe me. Yeah, trying to... Trying to, to to embrace those situations, to strengthen the weakness to of the institution, of the functionaries, because they don't even communicate one agency to the other. And I'm always calling to meetings now with Zoom, it's much easier. To put he and you and you together. Okay? Go. That's what I do. Because they don't know how to talk. They have such an institutional, I don't know, roles that don't allow them to to break it. And we have very loving meetings and, <laughs> and we do it. That's what I do. I'm a spider and I'm always weaving. And I have 35 years weaving. So we have a good tapestry now and we are trying to, I don't know why life is giving us such an opportunity to give her a hand. But for me, I found my goddess. And I have a goddess that I may adore. When I go out to my forest, one by one of my giants, I may tell them, I adore you. They are so splendid. Now with the new leaves, with such a green. And I always, I live flip it because I may feel that presence of the wisdom and the love in the cabbage and in the tomato and everything is such a miracle that I don't know how we may eat and go on without a, a deep thinking of gratitude 
as asombro of astonishment of the miracle and gives and it gives me when you have those eyes you are so grateful we'll die and you find the presence of the divinity in everything in the bite of a mango my god i wish i could measure the love of that taste that goes to your mouth like waves of love my god and the loving pyjama that he wears every mango even with a red cheek for me are a loving mama and I love her and we are just having fun together really I think he talks to me and I talk with her and that's why I'm profoundly flippant all the time, Sally. It doesn't get down. It doesn't get down, no. Because I have a living, living feeling. <laughs> I don't know how to say nurturing. Like a mama gives you. That's the relation that I have with, with my surroundings. So I'm living the best part of my life. Let me tell you. Well, I, I think even though you refer to her as your mother and say that she's so giving, I think that she's been very lucky to have such a, a sheriff with such unlimited energy to defend her. You mentioned Laura a little while ago. Um, how did Laura come to you and what does Laura mean to you and your work with Sierra Gorda? Laura appear in a Washington meeting of Ashoka fellows, Latin American leaders, and she came with such a splendid laughing and sent a message saying that she wanted to go out of her job and her life in a museum as an archaeologist and she was looking for a job. And I thought, God, such a splendid young lady but I have such a little money to offer her. But the last day we had breakfast together and I made her a proposal and I say, I may give you 4,000 pesos per month. You live with it in Calpan. And she accepted and she told me, I'm going to be there in a month. And she came, she appeared in the office and since the first moment she appeared. I said, please get a notebook and come. Take notes. And since then, my God, it's because I had those three men, very loving and good. But that patience, that love, that dedication, that, that joy, because you have to have joy when you work so much. You have to to have that laughing capacity. If not, it is a very heavy load. No, very heavy load. Load. Yeah. No, Laura has been an extraordinary. She was, she was weaving, weaving, whoa, in the past. She came just like a, an angel, a light. Just believe me. It's an incredible, an incredible colleague and ready to any idea. With my husband, he used to say, 
Now what, what else are you going to do? <laughs> Impossible. But with Laura, we are just thinking, what else can we do? And we do it. Nothing stops us. No, and we share those spiritual values. You know, maybe we are very, very ambitious, but what I have, have very clear now is that I'm, I'm living for my long-term investments. I want to live this life with, a full, with my hands full of joy and peace. That's what I want to take with me. Yeah. But I, that's why I'm paying my ticket to be full of peace the day that I live here. So with her, we share, we share those values and we are trying to do our biggest effort because in this life we have the opportunity. We have a good, a good movimiento, a good amplitude of movement, yeah, and of freedom. And the alliances that we have done together, traveling internationally so much, because for 20 years we were just around the world. It was such a long trip, no? Every year, maybe 12, 14 international trips every month, every month, every month, even as the twice. It's a lot. Yeah, a lot for many years. Believe me that I could not recognize every night that I wake up to go to the toilet. I say, God, I, where I am? I was already in what bed I'm, where am I, no? Always among the international trips and the national trips, too much Sally. So that I am back to my sanctuary, which surrounded by love and with all the support of the team and the, the family that Laura had became part of the family. My mama, when she met Laura, she just saw her and said, you are my girl number seven. And she accepted that they loved each other like, just believe me, Sally. No, how many casualties woven. Because it was just like a recognizing going back and with Beto Papa. He has a such a good friend. They like each other. And so Laura, it's a it's a treasure for the project. And I could tell you about Olivia and other colleagues also, no, that are so committed and overwhelming, always, always full of enthusiasm. And, and Chava, you have met Chava, Talvez, the young, my, my forest engineer. He's so nice also. That's, that's the people that I like to be surrounded, Sally. No, those that have the capacity to give, give, and give. That is a cosmic law. That's the way your spirit grow. If you keep everything inside how then Sally I have been very lucky surrounded by love always lots of love from my family from my colleagues from the communities waves of love waves of love
something that I wanted to understand too with the the love from the community and and the farming families you say that it's mainly private land in Sierra Gorda Reserve how how did it come to be that the farmers were they already protecting that area or or did some change have to be brought in and how were you able to do it with them still loving you they, that that they were not protecting they were just letting the things go changing the use of the soil logging and producing garbage with no sense not thinking very not thinking as any other society you know then we began going to the communities and give uh, and had meetings with the parents and teach them to think. Uh-huh. Where do you get your water and how do you sell it and where do you put and what do you do with this? And they love, and I remember in one community a lady told me, Maestra Patti, I love you to come because you teach us thinking. Then that's really worth and always producing very nice materials, small magazines and work papers and murals and radio program. I have a radio program that has 35 years already. It's gonna, 35 years every week. Correct. Every week. It is called our land, our motherland, Nuestra Tierra. Yeah, we have here on the air since then. And I give them I don't know how to say it, advices or from the radio or news. And it's a, a, a very well accepted, you no. Know? And when we were, when I was out with the communities, everyone wanted Maestra Patti to come to, the, to their communities, you no. Know? Roberto, Papa, he's so welcome in every house. Where he, where he got in this very uh, far, small village in the middle of nowhere, the lady, if Beto appears, he immediately, she starts the fire and make these tortillas for Don Beto. And I got his, he's very loved too. There he's from a big family uh, from, the, from the Sierra well-extended family, then everyone knows him. And everyone feels very happy when Roberto visits them. And Roberto loved them because in the society he used to be like when we were in Querétaro. But with these people, he's just in his atmosphere. And they laugh of his jokes and they just like each other and they drink some pulque together and very loving ties, you know, with the local people. And also, Sally, when we approach them, we have the advice and the way to make it better. Not just a, no, let's do it. And I'm going to put this, what do you are going to bring? And trying to match uh, interest to make something happen. And we have organized all the times all the time, thousands of small activities of sanitation, reforestation, regeneration, education, all the time. Activism, activism. So not, not just criticizing them, but, but coming with a solution. Yeah, yeah, 
For example, nowadays we are integrating ecological committees in every school. Yeah, with a good team of parents and the teacher, and we are going to build huge tanks to harvest water from the big roofs. They have, in every community, they have grown a basketball court. Nobody pays, plays basketball, but they have big roofs. We are going to build huge tanks to harvest for the droughts. Yeah, that's... And that ecological committee has to do this, this, and that. They have to operate a recycling center. We are in our campaign, the zero garbage. Yeah, we have so many years recycling and teaching the people and with the markets. And now we are going to make it happen. We have laws and rules developing in every county. And from one day to another, they will start saying no more garbage. Campaign. Do you think you can get to zero garbage? No, 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 no. It's a goal by dream. But we are really diminishing. Yeah, there are new rules. Yeah, and the collector and everything is going to be to facilitate the recycling. Yeah. And our eternal campaign against gar uh, junk food and junk yes. things, just what you need, just what is useful, just what you may recycle. So we're trying to move the, the society to a more frugal, I don't know, there's a word frugal? No. Frugal, yes. <laughs> I just make it up. I didn't know it before. Frugal, self-sufficient, and austera, more formal society not so full of dumb things and garbage and junk propaganda, trying to get into the root and say, get, God, where are we going? You have to talk in your family. And from inside of your family, you have to reduce. And the mamas are great. When they know, they teach this way. We were evaluated and they were very surprised how the mamas are the environmental teachers now from the kitchens. So little by little, trying to move wheels. God, that, that's why you have to keep it doing 35 years. Yeah? But now it's extended and going very well in, in the neighboring state of San Luis Potosí. Yeah, every agency in the neighboring state have had a meeting with with us in the past two weeks. Tourism, soils, education, uh, the ministry, the, the, the coordination of all the counties, they want to learn, they want to come, they want to worship, they want to... Oh, I hope. I hope, Sally, because now, from now on, what I have in front is that I have to to regreen from Baja California all the way down through Yucatan. I want a green Mexico. I want a green Mexico. That's why I'm here in life. It's a big dream. I think you're going to pull it off though, Patty. We are going to do it, Sally. And we have a strategy. And I want to do it for grazing lands, for the planet grazing, 
and for the recuperation of forests, taking the cows out. You know our story and our methodology, and teaching them where to find the money to make it happen. Then I'm very welcome. I'm not asking money to them. I'm telling them where is the money to finance climate action. Because nobody had thought about it. And I have a small catalog for five different states of Mexico, full of fiscal opportunities to be ruled at national level, like in Querétaro. Is that the, is that the greatest thing that, that stops this from moving ahead? Is it finance? Yeah, of course. Of course. More than, than anything that Mexico is going in such a dark cloud that all that money that used to be for those purposes, it's gone. For the Mayan train and all the crazy public work that this man is doing, you know, there is no money for anything, Sally. Then we, we submit a proposal, for example, to the NAMA facility. You know, we have registered a NAMA in the UNFCCC page and whatever, we have a NAMA. And then we had a chance to apply for a big amount of money, to 22 million euros, euros. God, it was such a hard work to prepare that proposal, to get letters of endorsement of 10 different governments in Mexico. They are telling, we want to replicate the Querétaro model. And we submit 32 different annexes. Annexes? Such a crazy requirements, really, even perverse, so complicated. You really are, are burning cells to fill one of those color proposals of the NAMA facility. Believe me, made by GS Heiseta, the Alemann, the German Agency for Environment. So complicated, Sally. We sent our proposal and we didn't get it, but they recommend us to try again with this and this because we really like it. Then we did it again and submit. And now it was refused because Mexico doesn't have any more decarbonization ambition. It doesn't qualify. <clears throat> it doesn't qualify anymore for those type of climate funds. Just wonder. Because the lack of fulfillment and ambitions to the Paris Agreement. It was the answer. So now the even the federal government it's not helping us. We have built all this global infrastructure to be closer to these funds. Not anymore. Because the lack of action of Mexican government. That's why this initiative that we are going to launch, it's like a contra. Counteraction. Like the counteraction. Counteraction. Yeah, I don't know how, but this lady, she's the deputy minister of global affairs from the external ministry in Mexico. Global mm. affairs. And he's an old friend. He used to be a conservationist. People from conservation. She supports us when we got the Biosphere Reserve Decree. Marta Delgado is her name. And now she knows that it's an opportunity to do something. 
because she knows that federal government is not doing anything. Or worst, developing horrible programs where they are devastating the jungle to plant fruit trees. Then Marta understand that to act at subnational level give us, I hope, out of the federal give us a big opportunity to act. One government by the next, by the next different people trying to get into their hearts and we are going to try to, to do it state by state. And then I'm ready. This launching is going to be a success because we have prepared for so many years to have all this puzzle together. And it's the last chance that I have to do it, to raise it at national level. No, then I hope it work. It will, it will, Sally, because we have enough networks all over Mexico to make it happen. No, I'm not dreaming out of that. No, we are ready. You've done the hard work. But you know, I'm, I'm, and if it doesn't come, next day I will be the same. You know, I, I will even be. That. Yeah, because the only thing that I really care <laughs> is to be in peace with myself thinking, I made my best. And it wouldn't be the first time that it doesn't go. Something, no? Either, yeah, I take it very wisely, and next day I would be ready thinking how to make it happen in a different way. That's the way I'm programmed. I don't let the... No, I just let it flow. And let's keep going. But we have prepared so much for this meeting. And I know that the good wins that we will have. Then everything is getting ready and I want to, to invite some international friends to really understand what our political game, our political trial, you know, and all the puzzle that we are trying to, to activate. So we will let you know, you will be very, very welcome to join us. No, Sarah Sher is going to, to be a speaker. Yeah, as uh, to give this, because we are going to have the ministries, the ministers of economic development and environment of every state. But many of them, are man, men in black with ties and hearts and the hearts are, are close to feelings for nature. They don't have feelings for nature. But we will get how to get into because we may. We may. But it's going to be an experience. Let's see. How, how many hectares do you think that would cover if you were able to replicate Oh, I, I cannot give you the number, but I have it because we just submit the NAMA paper and I may send it to you a, a summary. You could see our strategy because it was, it was made to increase the Mexican ambition, God. But at least to move, maybe not to increase, but not to be in the way, in the same way my friend that goes every cop, 
what a shame for Marta to go with the hands empty and full of carbon. That's why she's doing it, because she knows that she's going to have a good way going on Mexico. Because I saw her very committed. It is not a launching, she told the last meeting. It is a process that we have to build them. Let's see, Sally. No, I, I put all the possibilities I may put together. But from that point on, the Providence decide. It will, yeah, it will fall on your side at such determination. Yeah, I have always been like that. And I, and as I told you, I'm very ambitious. That helps. Nature needs ambitious people on her side. Yeah, the other day I was talking with a good friend that from TVLI Forum. Do you know TVLI? Robert Rubinstein. He's great. His social impact investment is he has promoted his TVLI forum all up, all around the, the world and and very fine man. And I was telling him, we have to teach the philanthropist how to give, how to expect different values in return, to have in return the joy of doing good, to have in return the joy, the, the joy of of protecting nature, yeah, to do, it's like a karmic, karmic carbon, no, to give the, the philanthropist to, to put his money in long-term investments, to teach them that they are not going to take a dollar with them, no, to teach them to, to feel the pleasure of give, give and give. Because you know, Sally, it gives you real pleasure. When I have a meeting with the 80 ladies of the micro enterprises, tourism micro enterprises network, and they take the microphone and talk about how life has changed for them, how they didn't have to migrate, or how the family is working, all of them in the restaurant. It really gives me such a deep satisfaction. <laughs> if they are happy, I'm more happy. I'm happier. Yeah. If they if they have good money and oh that's all what I want. I want them to, to help them. And they give me the opportunity to serve. Yeah, to be useful. Oh that's great in in life. To be useful for life. That's a great pleasure. And simply things give you so much pleasure, Sally. Mother people, they are so far from simply pleasures, but they are real. We have to teach them, yeah? For me, that I may go to the forest and have a nap whenever I want, just lay down on the, on the leaves with my beautiful friends, with those cathedrals above me, to listen the hog. For me, that's a deep pleasure. I don't ask for my, I'm living so, so happy. Hello? 
it's a <laughs> It's actually amazing that um, you're able to say that you're so deeply, deeply happy and it's because of where you live and the work you do and the family you have because so many people can't say that. But you're, you're deeply happy and full of love but also an amazing fighter. So we're lucky to, we're lucky to have you there fighting the fight, Patty. You know, Sally, but we are in the heart of Mexico. Sierra Gorda is in the heart of Mexico, literally, yeah. And then I have it very clear that we have just to bump up. Love, a love way, a love way, yeah. And I put green on the love way. That's the way I understand. As I, I may tell you, I know the, the regenerative energy of the mother, and it comes with father-son every day. It's an incredible and unfinishable amount of energy that we have to to manage, to reorient and to let it flow that we may heal so much darkness. Then that's what I'm, I love to do. And now, now that I have time for my praying, for my meditation, trying to, oh, I feel very happy, very satisfied of the all the traveling and all that experience but i'm so happy here living in my cabin in the middle of the forest with my garden so i'm very happy woman because i love simply tis a gift to be simple tis a gift to be free tis a gift to come down where we ought to be and when we find ourselves the place you're right, we will be in a body of love and delight. That song's that song give me strength. That's your your singing is yes, gives everybody strength. That does something to me when you sing. That was beautiful, Patty. Thank you. you enjoyed this episode of green up the cool down the podcast if you want to find out more about what we do listen to more podcast episodes or simply get in touch visit the global evergreening alliance at www.evergreening.org and follow us on instagram at evergreening global